We start this week's episode off with a big announcement from our family, then we hear a few words from some special guests, and then we discuss the importance of work ethic in a family. I'm Josiah Hassan here with my dad, Vince, and this is Letters from Dad. Okay, Dad, so talking about work. Hold on, hold on. Before we Uh get into that, there is some big news that you need to share, and it's the reason we're doing this entire podcast in the first place. That's right, and uh, the reason that this podcast is so late is that I have finally become a father. Well, I was a father for nine months, but I finally met my son out of the womb as of this last weekend after Fantastic. after 36 hours of labor my son was born on june 6th and he is healthy mama is healthy and we are so excited to have him here it's been a wild few days so far but we are we are so blessed to have him here and and, and, and his name is his name is judah david judah david what a fantastic yeah. name so yeah, yeah we are we are excited to start putting some of the things we've talked about into practice in the next few years yeah, probably not right now when not, we're talking about work. Right now. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I, I have a hard time putting him to work right now. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Uh, he'll, be, he'll be putting us to work. That's exactly right. That's how it happens. Okay, Dad. So talking about work, you actually have some guests you want to bring in to That's talk right. about work today. That's right. These are these are some very special guests to me. This, these are actually some guys. Nah, then we really don't have guests here, let's be honest. <laughs> but this is one of my favorite TV shows that when I just want to chill... I can always put these on and uh, came across this episode the other day, and it's perfect. So go ahead and, and play that from the Andy Griffith Show. Hi, Paul. Hi. Hi, Barney. I thought you were supposed to be cleaning out the garage. I wanted to have a talk with you. Must be pretty important for you to break off in the middle of a chore. It's preying on my mind, Paul. <laughs> well, you did right to come in, Senna. Okay. Ready? Ready. This. Are there rules for how Paul should treat his son if he's a kid? Oh, uh, well. <laughs> well, of all the questions to come up with, that won't take the cake. <laughs> uh, Barney, Opie and I usually keep these little talks to ourselves. Oh, sure. Oh, I understand that. <clears throat> oh, I, I got plenty to do in here anyway. <laughs> now, what's this about rules for Pa's and sons? This first, the 75 cent rule. The 75 cent rule, I don't, uh, I don't believe I ever heard of that. Well, and that's what I figured. What it is, Paul, is that nowadays kids get 75 cents a week allowance instead of 25 cents. 75 cents? That's a lot of money. And in a year's time, I'd come to see this 52 weeks in a year. It comes to around $40 a year. <laughs> That's an awful lot of money for a young They get it, Pa. They do, huh? And they don't have to work for it like I do. Hmm. Well, who is this, uh, this day you keep talking about? Oh, Arnold Winkler and everybody. Arnold Winkler. I don't believe I know him, do I? They're new from Raleigh. Oh, I see. And, and the Raleigh rules say, uh, say 75 cents and no work, huh? I guess. Mm-hmm. You want it straight, don't you? Mm-hmm. Okay, here it goes. There are no rules for pa's and sons. Uh, it's as simple as this. Each uh, each mother or father raises his boy or girl 
as the case may be, the way that uh, he thinks is best. And I think it's best for you to get a quarter and work for it. You see, when you give something, in this instance, clean the garage, and you get something in return, like a quarter, well, that's the greatest feeling in the world. You do feel good after working, don't you? Uh-huh. Good and tired. <laughs> well, as, uh, as you get bigger, well, you'll be doing more and more work for more and more return, and that good feeling will get bigger. Do you understand what I mean? I think so. Good. I'm not going to get the 75 cents. <laughs> and I have to work for the 25. Right. All clear to you? Yeah. The bigger you get, the tireder you get. <laughs> well, uh, you just, you just think about that for a while. Do I have to? Don't you want to think about it? It makes me kind of sad. <laughs> well, the thing to do when you're feeling sad is to shoot for the good feeling. Clean the garage. Right. It's so long, Paul. It's so long, Barney. So long, Hope. And that comes to $39 exactly. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. So, so listening to that, what else can I say that Andy didn't already say? Right. So can you tell me about experiences that you remember uh, working with your dad or some of your favorite times working with your dad? Yeah, I know that when I was younger, I always loved Thanksgiving. And the day after Thanksgiving was also kind of a, a work day for our family, especially me, my dad, and my brothers. Typically, Thanksgiving at our home, we had guests in our home for Thanksgiving, like three or four guys that were between 16 and 18 years old. There was a, a boarding school that was in our area and the kids at that school came from all over the country and they couldn't go home for Thanksgiving. So local families would take some of those students in to spend Thanksgiving, the, the whole Thanksgiving holiday, you know, those four days that weekend. And so every year we'd have three or four guys there with us for Thanksgiving. Well, my dad took advantage of that on Friday <laughs> and would always plan to go cut wood because we burned a lot of wood growing up in Michigan. Right. So, but he always made it a lot of fun too. He'd get the tractor and he would, we'd all go out in the woods and he, everyone would have an ax and he'd be cutting wood with a chainsaw and then throwing them and guys would be splitting wood and, and all that, you know, manly stuff would kick in and these guys were all trying to outsplit each other. And my dad had a lot of fun with that and snowball fights would break out in the middle of that. <laughs> and, and I remember everyone was just in a good mood working together and he made it a really good time. So as much as Thanksgiving almost was, was great, you know, right. I mean, I love Thanksgiving. That was a fun day to look forward to the day after Thanksgiving as a family, as guys in our family right. all working together. Right. Well, I think we should take the Friday after Thanksgiving and get rid of Black Friday <laughs> I, and bring back woodcutting day. <laughs> I, I agree. I agree. I can see a whole lot more value for families in a woodcutting day versus uh, the Black Friday yeah. thing. So you feel like your mom and dad, grandpa and grandma, were uh, taught you the value of work, were, did well at teaching you the value of work. I think they gave me a good example of the value at work. I, I didn't work with my mom and dad a whole lot, mm -hmm. but when I did, especially with my dad, uh, it, was, it was always a lot of fun. And my dad led by example in that area because he was a hard worker. Um, so I guess what I would say to parents, if, if someone was asking me, um, it's important to get your kids working and to work with your kids and to have joy while you're working with your kids. 
in, in good physical work. Uh, it's good to have them do hard work, to sweat. Um, and, and some people might say, well, hey, what if I, you know, I live in a small community or I'm in an apartment and there's really not a lot of things to do that I, I can't get my kids outside to do a lot of jobs. You know, that's where service comes involved, gets involved, where you can find people in your community, elderly people that can't get out of their home. They, they have bushes that they need trimmed. They have gardening they need done. Or maybe someone, you know, uh, is in your community or outside that has a, a farm, maybe in your church or something, and they need help fixing fence or mowing the yard or something uh, like that. Is that a plug to get people out to your farm to work on it, Dan? <laughs> well, well, no. Um, uh, I mean, I still have boys at home. Any but... young men in our area, you really need to be working on a farm. We have one for you to work on. <laughs> well, I guess I would say if anyone wanted to come help me, I wouldn't turn it down. All in the spirit of teaching. Sure, yeah. yeah. Yeah, teaching, yeah. But, but no, I mean... There's there's good opportunities that you can look for for your kids to 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 teach them how to work and to work for reward too. Yeah. You know, it doesn't always have to be volunteer. All that although that is awesome, right? You can teach your kids that they can go maybe be somewhat uh, entrepreneurial and and go work and and get make a little money. So also work is good because. It gets you outside. It gets you out of the house. I mean, you can work in the house and you have your kids do dishes and help, but get them outside, get them in nature, get them in the sun, get them working in the dirt. I, I read this article the other day, and I want to just take a, a minute here to talk about it. It's from a website called gardeningknowhow.com, and it was talking about the value of working in dirt, of all mm-hmm. things. So, so from this article, it says, did you know that there's a natural antidepressant in soil? It's true, and I'm going to probably butcher this name, but it's called Mycobacterium vacci is the substance under study and has indeed been found to mirror the effect of neurons that drugs like Prozac provide. The bacterium is found in soil and may stimulate serotonin production, which makes you relaxed and happier. Studies were conducted on cancer patients, and they reported a better quality of life and, and lack of stress. Isn't that amazing? That is. Yeah. And it goes on to say, serotonin has been linked to depression or the lack of has been linked to depression, anxiety, obsessive compulsive disorder, and bipolar problems. And then this is really interesting. Most avid gardeners will tell you that their landscape is their happy place and that the actual physical act of gardening is a stress reducer and mood lifter. Hmm. So, man, yeah, come out to my house. I've got a garden. You can come help me. Yeah. work in the garden <laughs> but so so anyways to sum that to, to talk about that being outside and working is a great thing mm-hmm. and and we looked for opportunities when for you and your brothers when y'all were young working living at home when when there wasn't a lot of things maybe to do mm-hmm. to get opportunities where you could go work with other people doing good physical work right and and maybe make some money. And so, are you t- talking about when you hired us out as indentured servants, or no? no yeah, <laughs> no. But no. you got you took a job with your with your uh, yeah. So, with your uncles. so my uncles ran a construction business, um, still do. Um, and growing up, I would go work with them uh, a couple times a week from mm-hmm. a pretty young age, and it was anything from laying block on foundations to crawling under houses, dragging 
cinder blocks for leveling up uh, foundations. It was just all foundation work, which anyone who knows anything about that knows it's it's hard work. Yeah, it's that is a lot hard of work. Lifting and shoveling and digging, but there was nothing like that good feeling after the end of a long hard day, coming home, getting getting paid, and it was never. And over, you know, it wasn't a ton of money I was making, but it just felt good and taught me so much, just the value of work. Right. Yeah, that's good. I remember when I was a kid, I was about 12 or 13, and I was uh, home for summer vacation from school. I was excited to start my summer vacation. Uh, uh, I think I was, I think I was 12. The phone rang. My mom answered the phone, and I heard her say, "Well, hi, Mrs. Franklin," and all of a sudden, chills went. Up my spine. <laughs> so why, you might be asking, yeah. why Mrs. Franklin? Well, both of my older brothers had worked for this elderly uh, widow lady in our area. Her name was Mrs. Franklin. And she just paid them to mow her lawn, to work in her garden, to pick up sticks, mm-hmm. to clean her sewer, to paint, to do just anything. And she paid a dollar an hour. Mm. Um and and when I heard my mom say, hi, Mrs. Franklin, I knew she was calling because <laughs> she was looking to see if she had another boy. And I was the last boy. And my and I'm looking at my mom, shaking my head. No, no, no. I don't want to work for Mrs. Franklin this summer. And, and your my, mom listened to you, right? No, no. My mom looked at me and she just pointed her finger and she said, she's shaking her head. Yes, yes, yes. She says, yes, Mrs. Franklin. I have another son at home. And yes, he will be working for you this summer. He would love to. And my mom gets off the phone. And I go, Mom, she goes, listen, you're going to work for Mrs. Franklin this summer. <laughs> and I wasn't happy. So I, she would take me over there. She was about four miles away. Sometimes I'd ride my bike. Mm-hmm. Sometimes she, my mom would drive me. And that's what I did. I mowed her lawn. I picked up sticks. I weeded her garden. I'd pick blackberries. I would just basically do anything she wanted. I would paint her basement. I would paint her windows, you know, the 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 recock and paint mm. the windows. And I typically worked about 20 to 25 hours a week for her. And I got paid a dollar an hour. Mm. But at the end of the week, I'd have $25. Right. And my friends who were 12 didn't have $25. Right. <laughs> and so I started thinking, this is awesome. So just that little bit taught me so much. And so every summer until, <laughs> until I was 16, oh, wow. I worked for my last year, I got a raise. Two dollars an hour Ooh. for Mrs. Franklin, wow. but Mrs. Franklin taught me so much. Yeah, I would come in. You know, she was a she was a, a sweet old lady, and she had such a work ethic and a value and a quality about her, and it was just such a great thing. I look back on that, and you kids have heard me tell the Mrs. Franklin story. Right, how many times while quite you're growing? A, quite a bit. Yeah, quite a bit. <laughs> but. It was great. And so I've always been appreciative of Mrs. Franklin and, and you know, working for her yeah. when I was younger, making that dollar an hour. So there seems to be some value in, in working from a young age for very little wages or, or nothing even. Because I remember mom telling me whenever I would go work for my uncles, uh, you know, you you may not get paid for this. This mm-hmm. is This is to help your family. This is because you need to do it, you need to work, but you may not make any money. Or they may pay you $10 for the day or whatever. Right. They always paid me more than that, and it was always, but it was always a surprise. Like, oh, wow, look at how much I made. But it was just expected 
you know, you're going to work whether you're going to make good money at it or not Mm -hmm. at a young age. And then your friends would call and they'd want to go somewhere and you'd be like, hey, dad, can I have some money? Well, you got money. Oh, yeah, that's right. I have money. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, what a great thing. So, and, and I know... Hey, and this isn't for everyone to get your kids maybe working outside. You know, there might be some things we we don't know about, but the value of work, whether it's to be, you know, doing dishes or sweeping the floor and even at a very young age, you know, two, three years old, you know, you carry in an armload of wood from for for the for the wood stove or whatever and take your little one out there and hey, carry in this and you give them just a little stick and and they feel good that they're contributing, you know, with, right. with the dad or the mom, just doing those simple things. It's just, you're always training, you're always yeah. teaching, and you're always showing them by example. Yeah. And speaking of showing them things, let's talk about the best thing that we can show our kids, and that's a relationship with Jesus yeah. Christ. Yeah, why don't you tell us about that? So the other day I was talking to the kids. I got all the kids down on the floor, the ones that are still home. And I, and I said, hey, kids, you want to hear a story? And they said, yeah. And I go, I want to tell you a story about a man. His name was Adam. God created Adam in the beginning. And when he created him, he created him because he wanted a family. So he created Adam and Eve. And he gave them one rule. And that was, in this garden I'm putting you in, there's a tree, and I don't want you to eat from that tree. Adam sinned and disobeyed God, and his relationship with God was ruined from that point forward. It was never going to be the same. What Adam did, though, is he placed all humanity under this sin condition, this penalty of sin. And even today, we are still under that penalty of sin, and we're worthy of hell. Not only because of what Adam did, but because of what we've done. We've stolen, we've cheated, we've lied, We've lusted. We've wanted things that we shouldn't. That's called coveting. We have sinned. And every sin we do, we are heaping guilt on our back. More and more guilt. And more and more making us unworthy to be in heaven with God. God said, you cannot get into my kingdom, into heaven, if you come with sin. And we've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. But God gave a way for us to be free of that sin, and that's through the man, Christ Jesus, God's Son, God in the flesh. Jesus came to earth, took on flesh, lived a perfect life, and then at the end of his life, he was falsely accused, placed on a cross, and crucified and killed. When he, when he died, God placed all the sins of the world onto Jesus. Jesus took those sins to the grave, And then three days later, he rose from the dead. He overcame the grave and he took those sins and he left them in the grave. Now, if we place our faith in Jesus and we believe this and we believe that he did that for us, God says, I will give you my righteousness. Jesus says that. And I will take your sins and I will never judge you for them again. We can be free. We can have the righteousness of Christ if we believe what Jesus did for us. That's called the gospel, the good news. That's fantastic. It is. It is. It's a blessing. I pray that if you haven't received Jesus as your Savior, 
man, this world is crazy right now. It's crazy. This is the time to be sure of your salvation, to know Jesus. If you don't know Jesus, I pray that you you find him as your Savior. And if you need more information, they can just email us, right? Yeah, if you, if you have any questions about that or want to know more about uh, knowing Jesus, please email us. We would love to talk to you about that. You can email us at questions at lettersfromdad.org. Also, you can like us on Facebook and subscribe wherever you find your podcasts. We really appreciate you listening.